بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين أبراسي ما بقية الله في الأرضين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الفهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين. We continue our discussion about Imama and according to the book is page 78. So we start from page 78. The first concept related to Imama we already discussed, which was about every group of people being called to join their <coughs> Imam on the Day of Judgment. The second concept is the concept of guidance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, chapter 13, verse 7, that for every nation there is a guide. إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُنْذِرْ وَلَكُلَّ قَوْمٍ You are only a warner and for every people there is a guide. What does it mean that every nation has a guide? <coughs> to find the answer we have to go back to the Quran. Guidance according to the Quran is very special, comes with very high quality. Sometimes when we say guidance, we mean general guidance, something that every learned person can provide you with. But in the Quran, in this particular sense, when we say someone is sent as a guide for people, it has a special meaning. If you want to understand the meaning of guide, you have to refer to the Quran, verse 35 of chapter 10. Please look at the verse because we want to reflect on the verse. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أفمن يهدي إلى الحق أحق أن يتبع أمن لا يهدي إلا أن يهدى. Allah subhanahu wa taala mentions two groups of people, although there are three options, but he mentions two groups of people. Those who guide toward the truth and those that are not able to find their own way unless they are guided. Okay? Which one is better to follow? Do you follow someone who guides to the truth or someone who himself needs guidance? When you reflect on this ayah, you understand that to guide towards the truth means you don't need to be guided. Because there was possibility of saying someone who guides towards the truth and doesn't need guidance, someone who guides towards the truth and needs guidance, and someone who doesn't guide towards the truth. So there has to be three groups. Those who don't guide toward the truth, forget them. Those who misguide you. 
But even those people who show you how to get to the truth, only one of them are considered as guide. And those are the people who don't need to be taught by others. They directly receive guidance from God. Those who need to be taught, to be educated, to be guided, otherwise they cannot themselves find the guidance, they are not recognized by Allah as Hadi. It's very important. Is he who guides to the truth worthier to be followed? was And then Ta and Dal are put together in Idgham. And or who he who cannot guide unless he is himself guided. So our ulama, with all the respect that we have for them, and we have just today talked about greatness of our ulama, in this terminology they are not guide. Only masumin, the people who receive the guidance directly from God, are guide. So if you look now back again at the previous verse, verse 7 of chapter 13, For every people there is guide, means someone that does not need to be guided, does not need to be taught. So it means that for every generation, Allah has provided them with a person that directly receives guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the hujjah of Allah. That hujjah of Allah is with every generation of people. The third concept is the concept of shaheed or shahid. We have shaheed and shahid, which here doesn't mean martyr. Shahid here doesn't mean martyr, it means witness. Indeed, martyrs are called shahid because in a sense they are also witness. Because martyrs witness what happened to people afterwards. But here we don't mean martyr, we mean witness. Quran tells us very clearly that for every nation for every generation actually at every age in addition to Allah himself in addition to the angels there is a human being that is there living with people and he is like a standard bearer people should follow him and on the day of judgment Allah will bring this person and asked him to be a witness about what people did. Did they follow him or they didn't follow him? Did they believe or they didn't believe? Did they act nicely or not? For example, many verses. For example, chapter 4, verse 41. <laughs> 
So how shall it be when we bring from every nation a witness? And we bring you as a witness over them. So all generations would come and a witness would come with them. Another verse is verse 89 of chapter 16. fi shahidan We raise from every nation a witness against them from among themselves. So it's not an angel. Although angels are there, but these are not angels. These are human beings because it says min anfusihim. It has to be a human being. وَجَعْنَا بِكَ شَهِيدًا عَلَىٰ هَاؤُلَىٰ And we bring you Prophet Muhammad وسلم, as a witness over these, against these people. So it means that there is a human being that people should follow and also Allah has given him this much of knowledge that on the day of judgment for every single person of his you know, jurisdiction, he can say whether he believed or he didn't believe, whether he acted or he didn't act. He can have such knowledge. And our Sunni brothers accept this much. There is a difference between Shia and Sunni from this point onwards. Most of our Sunni brothers say, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is the last witness. He is witness against the people who lived his time and also all people who come after him. So there is no other witness after the Prophet. But we believe that this is not what the Quran means. That witness has to live with people. And therefore, after the Prophet also there must be a witness. And after that witness passes away, another witness. Always must be a live witness with people. As there is a live hadith guide with people. The reason for this is coming from the Quran itself. Inshallah, if you read the footnotes, you would see I have quoted from Zamakhshari in his book Al-Kashaf, that how he tries to say that the Prophet, for example, is witness for all his ummah. But we say witness has to be living with people. And we bring for you three important verses. First, Surah Ma'idah, chapter 5, Verse 117. This is about a conversation between Isa, Jesus, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah informs us of a conversation that is going to take place on the Day of Judgment. The conversation starts by Allah asking Jesus, have you told people to choose me and my mother as two lords? And he says, Subhanaka, ma qultu lahum illa ma amartani bih. 
I've not told them except what you have told me. And then among the things that Jesus says is this. وَكُنْتُ عَلَيْهِمْ شَهِيدًا مَا دُمْتُ فِيهِمْ I was a witness over them as long as I lived with them. فَلَمَّا تَبَفَّيْتَنِي كُنْتَ أَنْتَ الرَّقِيبَ عَلَيْهِمْ وَأَنْتَ عَلَى كُلِّ الشَّيْءٍ شَهِيدٍ When you raised me then you were the only one between me and you because I was no longer with them. You were the only one who was monitoring them and you witness everything. You are witness over everything. This ayah very clearly says that Isa salam, although he is alive, but just because he was raised and no longer was living with them, he is not a witness. So how can you say the Prophet, after he passed away, still is a witness. Jesus is not a witness when he is raised by Allah. Although he was not killed, he didn't die, still, because he's not living. He says, Kuntu alayhim shahidan ma dumtu fihim. As long as I was living with them. Because witness is the one that... People can refer to him, can look at him, can be inspired by him, can check with him. Then we have two more verse, verses from the Quran. So this one, we have two more that also confirm the Shia understanding. Another verse, verse 43 of chapter 13. وَيَقُولُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَسْتَ مُرْسَلَةً Those who have no faith, they say you are not sent by God as a messenger. They deny your mission. قُلْ كَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكُمْ وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ عِلْمُ الْكِتَابِ Tell them, God suffices as a witness between me and you. And there is another witness. Who is the other witness? He who possesses the knowledge of the book. So this ayah says that other than Allah and other than the Prophet, there must be another person who is a witness. And the ayah also gives us a quality of that person. So that you can find who was that person. Look for someone who has this quality. The one who has knowledge of the book. This is a very high quality. You know, we have in Arabic a clear distinction between saying Elmun min al-kitab or Elmul kitab Elmun min al-kitab means some knowledge of the book. Elmul kitab means all knowledge of the book. Who was the in the whole ummah other than Rasulullah 
who had all knowledge of the book. There must be someone because ayah says, وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ عِلْمُ الْكِتَابِ and this ilmul kitab is not, you know, for example, ability to read the Quran, to recite the Quran. No. Ilmul kitab means to know all the book. Because look at what the Quran says about someone who had some knowledge of the book. Then by comparison you understand. Ilmul minal kitab means some knowledge of the book. Makes you able to do wonders. Look at chapter 27 verse 40. The story of Prophet Suleiman and the throne of Balqis. When Suleiman said, Who is bringing the throne of Balqis for me? First, a jinn, a freedom من الجن. قال أنا آتيك به قبل أن تقوم من مكانك. He says, I am going to bring it very quickly before you stand up. Or before this gathering is finished, I bring it. Then after that, there was a better suggestion. The one who had some knowledge of the book said, I will bring it before your eyes blink. So this person, Asaf ibn Barkhiya, who had some knowledge of the book, and when we say the book means the real book, <laughs> means the book which is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ummul Kitab, the one who had some knowledge of the book was able to bring it immediately. Now, who is the one who has Ilmul Kitab? Not just some knowledge, all the knowledge of the book. For no one, please listen to this argument very carefully. For no one other than Imam Ali, such claim has been made. Because our Sunni brothers, they say we don't know anyone who has knowledge of the book among us. Okay, they don't have any candidate that has all the knowledge. Some Sunnis, they say definitely it was Ali. But those who don't accept Ali, they don't have other candidates. Sunni, you know, like Sufis, they say Ali. Many Sunnis may say Ali because they say he's the most knowledgeable. But even if they say he didn't have all the knowledge of the book, they don't have any other candidate. The only candidate is Imam Ali. Either he had this position or no one had this position. But the Quran says there must be someone. <laughs> so you cannot say, you know, this is just something as imagination or you know something just for you know assumption the third ayah which indicates that shaheed is not only the prophet till end of the world and the Prophet is followed by another shaheed, and that shaheed is followed by another shaheed because shaheed has to be living with people. Is verse 17 of chapter 11. Is the one who has manifest 
clear evidence from his Lord? Are you denying, disputing over something that has such clear signs from God? A man who has bayana, manifest proof from his Lord, and he is followed by a witness from himself. Why you say Prophet was the last witness? Ayah clearly says that Prophet is followed by another witness and gives you also the quality of that witness. Like that Ayah said, the quality is this is another quality. He is from the Prophet. So, definitely Prophet is followed by another witness. Moreover, we know that he was from the Prophet. You may say, okay, there were many people who were from the Prophet. First of all, no one has been claimed to be witness in this sense, other than Amir al because he has to be a person that can be a witness about what all people have done on the day of judgment Allah will bring him. They have no candidate. They say it was Rasulullah. They don't have any other candidate. But Ayah says he is followed by another witness. And he is from him. Those who are familiar with the Quran, they know that according to Quran, to be from someone is something special. It's not a matter of, you know, uh, being son of someone or daughter of someone. You can be son of someone and not be from him. Like son of Nu. Son of Nu, as you know, refused to join his father and be saved on the ship. And Prophet Nu, you know, as you know, told him, Ya Bunayyar Kabma'ana. He said, no, I don't want. I said, I will go on top of a mount and I'll be saved. Anyway, there was a question in the heart of Nuh. Because Allah had promised him to save his family. And now he's seeing his son is drowning. So very politely, he said to Allah, Rabbi, innabni min ahli. My Lord, my son is from me. And your promise comes true. He didn't say anything more. He didn't say, you know, why you're not saving my son? He said, he is my Ahl. And you have promised me to save him. But even he didn't say you have promised. He said, your promise comes true. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَحْلِكَ he is not from you. Your son is not from you. He's not your family member. He is a vicious act. He has done so much bad thing that he is a vicious act. So now we have to be very worried. If son of Nuh cannot be with Nuh, then we can be with Ahlul Bayt just because we are you know, claiming that we are following them. Or, you know, my name is, you know, Muhammad Ali Hassan Zainab Fatima. If son of Nuh cannot join Nuh, no one can join, you know, Ahlul Bayt just by claim. So, son of Nuh is not Menho. 
Who is this person that Allah says, Shahidun Minhu? He is from the Prophet. If you look at the hadith that are in the footnote, then you find that actually, of course, in the Quran we have also evidence, but these hadiths are very clear about Minhu. Uh, and they are all from Sunni sources. One is in Ad-Durr al-Manthur fi Tafsir al-Ma'thur. This is a very famous book of Tafsir by Jalaluddin Abdul Rahman al-Suyuti. He's a very famous Shafi'i scholar. And this book is Tafsir al-Rawai. You know, there are different methods of Tafsir. This is Tafsir of Quran based on Hadith. He says that Ibn Mardawai quoted from Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ba'atha Abu Bakr anhu bibara'atin ila ahli Makkah thumma ba'atha aliyan ala ithrih First Rasulullah sent the first caliph to declare the verses of Bara'a to the people of Mecca. Then after him, he sent Imam Ali. Min. Then Imam Ali took those verses from the first caliph. He became sad and upset. So, he went to the Prophet and Prophet told him, Ya Abu Bakr, Innahu la yu'addi anni illa ana aw rajulun minni. The reason I have asked Ali to take over is because no one can declare on my behalf except me or a man from me. A man from me. So this is why he asked Imam Ali. Then in Musnad of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, we have more details. So this was in Suyuti's Durrul Manthur. You know Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, who is the Imam of the Hanbali Muslims, he has a very famous collection of hadith, Al-Musnad. There is a section called Musnadul Asharat al-Mubashareena bil-Jannah. You know, our Sunni brothers have a hadith that there are ten people that they were given the Bishara that they will go to heaven. We have doubt about that hadith. Some, but they have this hadith. Anyway, in that section, he quotes hadith about those ten people. And one of them is Imam Ali alayhi salam. But we have doubt about the authenticity of the hadith and some of those ten people, you know, uh, might not have that position. Okay, now we have more details here. An Aliyan radiyallahu an qad lamma nazalat ashru ayatin min bara'alan nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because they don't say ba'alahi. So when 10 verses of Surah Bara'ah, 
were revealed to the Prophet, Da'a an Nabi, Prophet called Abu Bakr, he called the first caliph, said these 10 verses should be declared to the people of Mecca. So you will do it. So he took these 10 verses from the Prophet and went to declare. Then Prophet called me. Go and catch him. Wherever you meet him, take the writing, because these 10 verses are written, take it from him. Then you take it to the people of Mecca and read for them, recite for them these 10 verses. Because he had already left, so by the time Imam Ali reached him, it was in Juhfa. And you know, Juhfa is the same place that Ghadir was there. فَأَخَذْتُ الْكِتَابَ مِنْهِ I took it from him. وَرَجَعَ أَبُوْ بَكْرِ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ Then he returned. So he didn't go with Imam Ali. He returned. فَقَالَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ O Messenger of God. نَزَلَ فِيَّا شَيْءٌ Is anything revealed to you about me? Why, you know, you change your mind? So he was, you know, very sad that what happened, that he was given this task, then he's called back. Something has been revealed about me to you. So I said, no, no ayah has been revealed. Walakin Jibril Ja'ani. Jibril came to me. فَقَالَ لَنْ يُعَدِّ عَنْكَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ أَوْ رَجُلٌ مِنْكَ Jibreel told me no one can declare this on your behalf except you or a man from yourself. This is why I called you back and I asked Ali. So, يَتْلُوهُ شَاهِدٌ مِنْهُ This مِنْهُ is very important. Another incident, which also is in our Sunni brothers' collections of hadith, for example, in Jami at Tirmizi, is also in Musnad of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal and in Al Mu'jam al Kabir, is that there was a Sariya. You know, Sariya, the battles of the time of the Prophet are divided into two groups Ghazwa and Sariya. Those battles that Rasulullah himself attended, and he was the commander, are called Ghazwa. Those battles that he appointed someone as commander are called Sariya. The plural is Saraya. So there was a Sariya, and he appointed Amir al-Mumni as the commander. When Muslims won the battle, Amir al-Mumni divided the booties, some people were unhappy. And they said Ali was not fair. 
So they said we should go and report to the Prophet and say Ali has not been fair. So four companions of the Prophet, they promised each other, they made you know, you know kind of pledge that we go back and we inform the Prophet. They said, when we meet Rasulullah, we tell him what Ali has done. And the habit was that whenever they go back, they first meet Rasulullah. So any group was sent for battle, the first person they tried to meet was Rasulullah. So they went to see Rasulullah. So people used to go to Rasulullah and then go to their own places. So when these people came, they went to the Prophet, they said salam to the Prophet. One of those four people stood up. فَقَالَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ O Messenger of God, أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَىٰ عَلِيَّ بْنَ أَبِي طَالِبْ صَنَعَ كَذَا وَكَذَا Do you know what Ali has done? When we won the battle, he did, you know, something which was not just. فَأَعْرَضَ عَنْهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ رسول الله turned his face away from him. ثُمَّ قَامَ الثَّانِي the second person, unfortunately, didn't understand that Rasulullah is not happy, so he repeated the same thing. Rasulullah turned away his face from him. The third, the same. So four of them did the same thing, and Rasulullah turned away his face. Then he said, Ma turiduna min Ali. مَا تُرِيدُونَ مِنْ عَلِي مَا تُرِيدُونَ مِنْ عَلِي What do you want from Ali? What is wrong with you? إِنَّ عَلِيًّا مِنِّي وَأَنَا مِنِّ Ali is from me, I am from him. وَهُوَ وَلِيُّ كُلِّ مُؤْمِنًا بَعْدِي This is not a Shia book, you know, this is Musnad of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, Jamil Tirmizi, Mu'jam al-Kabir. Have you come all the way to complain about Ali to me? Ali is from me, I am from Ali. So, Quran says, This menho is very important. Who is there that you can say he was from the Prophet? Other than Ahlul Bayt, alayhimu salam. Inshallah, we continue this discussion, inshallah, next week. Wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillah, rabbil alamin.